Welcome to Bookpile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim. And today we are going to discuss Hell Followed With Us, which first we do want to advise that listener discretion is advised. The following conversation may include discussions on graphic violence, transphobia, domestic and religious abuse, self-injury, and attempted suicide. For a better understanding of what we may discuss, we recommend reading the the letter from the author at the beginning of the book which the book is by Andrew Joseph White, published in 2022 by Peachtree Teen. Andrew Joseph White identifies as queer as a queer trans author who grew up in Virginia and wrote this book in a need to show stories that represented boys like them with the recognition that sometimes the journey can be painful. The plot is Benji attempts to escape the cult that raised him and is turning him into the seraph. It was a fundamentalist group that triggered Armageddon and has brought their own style of angels to the world with their bioweapon. Benji finds a new home with a group of teens from an LGBTQ plus center. There he meets Nick, who is autistic and has a dark past of his own. Together, they seek to survive and stop the fundamentalist group from enacting their next phase of existence. All righty. So, Sarah, what do you think of this book since this was your Halloween pick? I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, oh, good. Yeah, it uh, it gave me strong Resident Evil vibes. The games, not those movies or the TV shows now. Oh, God um, forbid. Just saying, they weren't great. I didn't actually okay. watch most of those things, but they were terrible. Um but yeah, strong Resident Evil vibes, and I just I liked all the body horror, and I liked the characters, and uh, I uh, you know, any okay. book that has a bunch of fundamentalists getting slaughtered is a okay for me. So you know, <laughs> so glad I put that advice on list for discretion. Okay, so fundamentalists being killed is all good for Sarah uh kim what about you i i quite liked it too i i did um i need to put my phone down yeah now (laughs) i'm distracted today Um, i couldn't tell i quite liked it i um i don't know about resident evil but um the rest of it i agree with completely there's nothing like (laughs) fundamentalists getting their comeuppance oh man oh man this is gonna be it's gonna be interesting and and you didn't mind that it was more young adult than typically you like it actually worked for you this time or did it hinder it it didn't follow the same i don't know Um, tropes we'll go with that that's not the word that was in my head but the word that was in my head um i'm gonna bet that it doesn't follow the same shitty plots you guys have made me read before. Idiocy was actually the word. Idiocy, oh, okay. <laughs> in my head. Um, so yeah, uh, it's. I think because it was dystopian, um, mm-hmm. the characters were less immature than they have been. I, but I guess all the rest of them were pretty much dystopian also. But um, I don't know. The Strider has a better handle on how teenagers actually act. Oh, that, if I remember correctly, the author's still pretty young. Um, this is a pretty young publishing author. 
And so that doesn't surprise me that he still has a pretty good handle of what it feels like to be a teen. Um, I too liked this book. It took me a while after finishing it to actually decide if I did or didn't. Um, and that's only because I had personal responses to it <laughs> that I had to decide on and think about and like consider. So we'll start with Benji. What did you guys think of Benji? <laughs> Sarah. Thank you. I mean, if you don't <laughs> say who you're talking to, I'm going to wait to see if someone else is going to talk. There are two um, of you. If the other does not respond, you can. Yeah, but see, then there's an issue where if you pause for too long, then the other person will assume you're not going to start speaking, then they'll start speaking, and then I'll start speaking, and then we're both speaking at the same time, and it's just embarrassing. So it's better to stay silent until... Until the leader picks you, okay. Exactly. <laughs> um, Benji. I like Benji. I felt bad for Benji. He, uh, he got the short end of the stick, but he made the best of it. <laughs> yeah i think that's summing that up like like very concise and to the point um so for context for anyone who's listening who hasn't read the book benji is why? trans some people do i i don't know why i guess but it's like it spoils the whole book go read the book first maybe i'm talking just the microphone to... as if it's a person <laughs> Sarah's staring at you and making judgment sounds. Um, so just in case there are people who are listening who do not read the books, uh, Benji is a trans teen who has been selected by his fundamentalist cult group that is responsible for basically the end of the world um, to be a seraph which is a type of angel which i was pleasantly surprised that it was like proper angel and not like yeah. oh beautiful like old testament angel oh yeah yeah, yeah. proper like monster yeah um and benji so the story starts off with obviously benji's father and him trying to escape his father gets killed and the brotherhood is like the death i can't remember what they called them Did they call them death squads or angel squads or something like that death squads they were angels well they were called angels the warriors but yeah they were in death squads um are trying to take him back so that he can be forced to be female again and marry and basically like rule over the graces control them which are failed or what the bioweapon did to everybody else who was not part of the fundamentalist group um and not managed to survive like the lgbtq group so i felt bad for benji the entire time yeah <laughs> like you know the, this one really addresses the like use of dead names and like Particularly in this situation, not even being able to physically make oneself look more to one's gender preference. You know, there's no testosterone, estrogen, there's none of that. You can maybe bind, but you kind of have to be comfortable with your 
gender identity without actually being to being able to massively change how you appear. You can still dress particular ways, cut your hair, all that kind of stuff. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I um, liked and the also, juxtaposition of the fact that he was physically changing into the seraph at the same time that he was completely incapable of um, doing some of those changes that would be available in today. most states. In most states. Yeah. Um, today. So, yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool way to delve into that as a thought process something that he wanted but something he didn't want he couldn't have the one he wanted and he couldn't control the one he didn't want but then he didn't even necessarily want yeah that's true his body because he mentioned he didn't want to bind he was fine yeah. with breasts um so then it's even like seraph was still like just ravaging his body anyway so he didn't even get like yeah what he couldn't even just like have the, his body the way he wanted it it was still changing no matter what mm -hmm. um yeah and i you know i'll be honest i did like the take of you have someone who is identifying as trans but doesn't feel a requirement to physically change their body i thought that was really cool i don't think i've actually come across that so far in literature that i've read that has trans characters usually they have um a desire there was I, I can't remember exactly what it is i know benji did still have some body dysphoria dys dysphoria but i can't remember what it was that was giving benji body dysphoria it seemed more in relation to being called by his dead name and being seen as female that triggered it rather than just like if he was on his own not with other people around to judge him he was comfortable um yeah at least that's what it seemed like if i remember okay that's what i thought i was like i don't think it was like a physical trait because the only other thing that i've read that had a great example of taking the body dysphoria away from like having boobs or your voice being a particular particular way um had the character had wings and the wings were where their body dysphoria was coming from um so I thought this was really cool that it was really more about how people interacted with Benji that caused the the disconnect as opposed to sorry as opposed to how Benji saw himself. Um, what do you think, Kim? Or is this awesome? Okay, I was like, I don't know if there's something you feel like you could address, talk about. No, I, I, I liked the fact that um, the writer took a bit different angle on it, because obviously everybody who is in a desire to transition or is transitioning, it's it's all personal. And so you mm -hmm. can't you can't assume that everyone has the same process that they go through or has the same desires that 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 everyone else does. So I liked the fact that this was a different take. So. I have a weird like personal story that like kind of correlates to this while I was reading this oddly enough. Um, first off, I am the gender that I was born with and I identify as that gender. However, for people who don't know what I look like, I have significant boobs and I have recently started a job that requires me to work dress business casual, which means I am now wearing something other than t-shirts. 
And it was really weird to have this character talking about their like sense of self versus others. As I was sitting in a, in my workplace, like actually mildly uncomfortable because most of the time I don't have cleavage showing and I had forgotten how comfortable I got without having to worry about it. Um, and to suddenly be in a situation where I'm like, oh God, what is, is you know, my shirt? Are people looking at my shirt? Are they looking at you know, where the button up stops, you know, do I need to pay attention to how low it's getting? Are the buttons pulling? And I was like, God, I forgot how uncomfortable it can make me in my own body to have to dress to other people's standards. I don't know if you, either of you have ever experienced that. Not really. No. Okay. Just me. <laughs> I get that if you have to wear like ultra feminine stuff, like dresses and stuff. If it's not specifically for a costume or a dress up, then I yeah, do I not just feel... don't wear dresses. Just <laughs> yeah. flat will not wear. I have. When was the last time I wore a dress, Amber? Have you ever? Uh, I think when you were doing like the navy balls and stuff, there might have been. Uh, no, I think gowns. you guys. Those are gowns, not dresses. I mean, yes, they're you... dress, but I was wearing gowns. You... I love ball gowns. <laughs> You wore a dress when you and dad went on your trip to celebrate your 30th um, wedding anniversary. You took a dress with you and wore it uh, when you went down to. Um, I can't remember where, but you asked me to confirm if a dress that you have that um, white one with the flowers on it. If I, it still actually, looked good I on you. That, I wore that one to uh, brew at the zoo, too. Not brew. At the yeah. Zoo, um, yeah. The one yeah. 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 So you you have worn dresses, but you have very specific dresses in very specific situations that you're willing to wear them in. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I figured, Sarah, you would probably relate to that, that whole having to dress more feminine when maybe you don't want to. And that's what it feels like at work right now. And so I was reading this as I was having that weird, like, I don't know if you guys can hear the cats running on the wheel. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it was really interesting to read this where it's a character who's moderately comfortable in their own bodies, but still can feel things that, like, put them in uncomfortable situations. And I think almost anyone hopefully could relate to that. Maybe there are some people in the world who can't relate to that, um, even if they don't have an identification as trans. So, also, boobs are frustrating. Just gonna put that out there. I don't know if anyone else agrees, but boobs are frustrating. So being weird. Um, so what did you guys think of Benji's relationship to the rest of the LGBTQ plus center characters? It's a lot of people. It is, it is. Like, is there any, like, particular friendships or relationships that you guys really liked? I like Benji's interactions with Nick, for the most part. Okay. Um, I like Benji's interactions with Cormac, because I liked Cormac, like, right away. I knew you would. I knew you would. I was like, pain in the... I'm like, pain in the ass, redhead. That's Sarah's cup of tea. Exactly. And tall and snooty, too. I was like, yes, I hope you don't die. And then he didn't. And I was like, cool. 
We have legitimate concerns about your type. <laughs> I don't know why. I just do. Um, mostly because I feel like every time you're just picturing what's his name from Star Wars. Um, what's his name? What's his name? Do you mean the character name or the actor's name? Yes. Either, both. Either, both. Okay. <laughs> Hux. General. Hux. Hux. Donald Gleason is the actor. Okay. He was, yeah. Cormac, I was like, yeah. oh, there's my Hux analog. I'm just going to attach myself to this character and hope <laughs> it makes it through. <laughs> oh, but I did oh, like God. how Cormac had, like, the antagonism with Benji in the beginning, but then when Benji goes back, like, and saves him during the fire. Then he was like helping him out and stuff. And I was like, oh, friendship he development. Can, can grow and improve. <laughs> Angry boys can be friends together. <laughs> oh, what about yeah, you, Kim? The other characters. Oh. oh, sorry. No, you did talk. I was just saying the other characters, honestly, there were a lot of them, and I kept getting Faith and Aaron confused until it, like, until the author gave some descriptors, and I was like, okay, that's that character, that's that one. Um, so I don't really know if we needed to spend more time with them because then I feel like it might have gotten bloated. But at the same time, I was like, I feel bad that I'm not like developing a strong emotional response to these characters. Um, yeah, yeah, I would have. I agree. I think spending more on time, more on time with them, <laughs> more time on them would definitely bloat the story, particularly given that we had such limited points of views that we are working with within the story. Um, but I do wish at the same time we could have gotten more or if there was set up to like have a second story with one of the other characters. I mean, I'm cool with it just being what I assume I think is a self-contained standalone story. Um, but at the same time, I was like, I, you know, could have found some of these interesting. Um, what about you, Kim? They didn't stand out to me overly much. I was more interested in the um, dynamics of, of the story the construct of the story i guess i should say i don't know okay um the people themselves were people adults. yeah <laughs> <laughs> how dare they be young adults kim does not accept this <laughs> go away young adults um okay so then we have nick so kim what did you think of nick I liked him. I I liked <laughs> I liked that he was really brusque with everybody. You know, he had his limits and he was going to stick with them and uh um, you know, be damned to anybody who tries to do anything that is breaks Falls those out of the boundaries. box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I I can't relate to that at all. So <laughs> What about you, Sarah? Yeah, Nick. Um, I mean, as much as I liked Benji, I definitely felt like Nick was more relatable as a character. Again, um, color me shocked. 
<laughs> I liked him. I thought he was pretty interesting. Um, I liked that we got some like autistic representation that I just don't know that I've seen it like that before, you know, like with a, I'm trying to think of other books, but I can't think of any right now. Just autistic representation in general or? Well, like with a main character and where you can kind of see through their perspective and everything. Um, Cause I'm, I'm pretty sure there have been books I've read with autistic, like secondary characters that you never really get their personal view on it. Um, so I just, I just found him to be interesting. And the chapter though, where he was talking and calling Benji and it was like, damn, that was harsh. It was but, a mildly painful. I will say when I was like, oh, I'm rooting for Nick and Benji here. And then we get to that chapter where he's calling Benji and it. And I'm like, no, 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 no hard stop. Nope can't do it if you can't use proper pronouns i ain't i ain't here for it and then it gets explained later and i was like oh i mean i'm still annoyed but i get it yeah i just yeah i felt so bad for ben was like he's crushing on this boy and this other boy is just thinking of him as a thing and i was like oh god that's so sad um although it did add a layer of complexity to their interactions and development so you know i don't hate it um, it did well, an excellent you know. job of slowing them down. Yeah. Um, I was, I will say I was impressed with that is, is we got to the point where Theo comes back into the picture and Benji and Nick had enough chemistry, but it was slowed down enough that I wasn't like, what the hell? Why do we really need this triangle going on? Instead, I was like, oh no, this makes sense. This works. I yeah. can, I can see where this progression is going. So I was impressed with that. Kim? Or are they just <laughs> any thoughts on that or or they're just teenagers doing teenage things? Yeah, we'll go with the second. I I don't know. I, yeah. I just I did not listening. engage in these I really wasn't listening. I apologize. Um I did well, not she didn't have her in phone in her hand this time. I did. You just didn't see it. Um it's over there now. Uh, I watched you set it down. Did you? Oh. Yes. Uh, hush. So I, uh, the characters themselves, I just did not really engage in. Um, I just, I like the whole overarching thing that, you know, we have these people that, that truly in this, on this planet want end times to happen. They think that is the be all and end all of our existence. And I like this take the author's take that um, they created their own end times. Um, and, you know, I thought that was cool. And that's what got me into the story. It took me probably more than half the story to really get into it. Um, okay. Because it took that long for, for all of that, for the, I guess the realization or the revelation that, that um, plan words. Um that uh they created these characters you know these creatures the the yeah uh, the seraphs and and all of that and the graces um prior to that it was just a bunch of words thrown out there and i was just like okay i don't know i don't know what this is leading to but once it once it got there i liked it 
Okay, so Kim was not in the book for characters. No, no, they didn't. Okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you surf it through one more character discussion, and then we can finally get to the fundamentalist part of this. Uh, Theo. So Kim, we'll start with you. What did you think of Theo? Any thoughts on Theo, or should Sarah and I just talk? Rick. (laughs) I mean, I, I don't know. I was, I was, I was annoyed with Benji falling for it. I, I knew from the minute he was there that, that he would lie in through his teeth so yeah no he, i whatever i didn't like him okay he got what he deserved <laughs> uh sarah any thoughts for you um theo yeah i uh, what are my thoughts on theo um Uh, gosh, yeah. I mean, when he first showed up at like the um the, the Reformation Church or whatever, mm-hmm. it seemed pretty obvious that he was lying. Um, but there was that ch- like small chance that he wasn't um, that he genuinely loved Benji or whatever. Um, so I was like, is he lying? Is he not lying? But then when he didn't want like, Benji to leave the church, it was like, okay, he's obviously plotting something. Um, and yeah, I just, yeah, he's a weird one. I mean, obviously he's not a good character, but it's interesting him in contrast with Benji because Mm -hmm. they're both these children that were raised in this fundamental background and they've both been infected by this fundamentalism. Um, except he buys into it. He believes in this glory after death. So he's willing to do whatever he needs to, to ensure his place in heaven or whatever. Um, and then there's Benji who doesn't believe in heaven at all, as it turns out. Um, spoiler and, alert. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert for, you know, in comparison to all the other spoilers that came before this. <laughs> um, and it's just like he never left the group Benji left the group Benji was exposed to other people like him who accepted him who were friends with him and loved him and then there's Theo who didn't get any of that and so at the very end it's like Theo just becomes this horrible monster but Benji kind of takes what he was given and you know uses it to survive and become something stronger okay Um, so yeah i just think theo is an interesting foil or i don't know if that's the right word to yes benji i almost said gideon i do not even know where that name came from you're probably thinking um, about gideon the ninth i guess but not at this particular moment Um, okay but yeah so that's what i think about theo (laughs) okay so, Theo, I I have thoughts about Theo, and I've been struggling the last couple of days trying to decide how much I'm going to share of those thoughts. And I will be honest, I have not completely and utterly decided how many of those thoughts I'm going to share. Um, ah, uh, hmm. 
you know, right? It's like, huh. So Theo was painful for me to read. Um, I have been in a situation where a person was so adhering to what they needed to do to survive in their family dynamic that their expectations was to alter and suppress me in order to fit that dynamic. And actually rather rather ironic because they in the end ended up becoming exactly the thing that they were kind of worried about their family not accepting um but they weren't comfortable with me being um so on one level i don't like theo theo pisses me off which i think theo is supposed to piss people off uh, but at the same time, I can see that Theo is a product of the situation. And I think it's an interesting way to look at anyone who might currently be in some type of fundamentalist or cult situation and see why maybe they can't see a way out. Um, and I think we get this like weird sense, like, or at least I did. I got the weird sense that Theo might have been potentially part of the LGBTQ identification, but was simply choosing to ignore it within themselves beyond using it to get Benji to do things. Um, But I still got the... Go ahead. I was going to ask, did you think that he was actually... Because he says that he's gay and that he's independent, but it was like, do you think he actually is, or is he just saying that to keep Benji with him? That's what I. But I feel like it so, would make sense if he was, and he's just yeah. The fundamentalism uh, has twisted him, and I think that's what the take is supposed to be. I don't doubt that Theo, on some level, loves Benji. Um, and again, that might have to do with my own situation that was in the past, but I don't doubt that Theo loved Benji. Um, but I think that that love was polluted by their life, um, by, by Theo having certain expectations and trying to work within those expectations to get Benji to fit. And so I do think he was probably gay or possibly gay or in another situation might've been bi or what have you, um, but just didn't didn't have the means to question and push so that's that's my take on that i don't know if you guys agree or not or if it's just a giant question mark yeah he makes me think of like those people um like i don't know how sometimes there's like like sometimes the most conservative and like um repressive people like senators and stuff turn out to actually be the people that they're trying to repress and yeah kind of what it reminds me of well and i think um, i think when we look at these characters we have to have also have to look at their relationships with their parents mm-hmm. and theo's one drive was trying to get his father's acceptance and completely incapable of getting it um and so I, 
being within a fundamentalist group and, and having that drive, um, but not being able to get it, he, he, he was never able to break out of who he was expected to be in order to be who he actually was. So I don't think even he knew what he really wanted yeah. or what he truly desired in his, you know, of himself. Um, and then, and then you have Benji whose mother was faking, um, acceptance of Benji, not meaning the transition, but of Benji being her child and her child becoming this idealistic thing that the mother wants this child to become, um, so yeah, those family dynamics are, are powerful well, and control a lot of who we become in life. Yeah, well, and then you also have the juxtaposition of, even though he wasn't an active character that we got to interact with, Benji's father, who helped him. Mm-hmm. And I think Theo never received help from anyone. Right. Yeah, no, because his mom martyred herself and then... Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. His dad was uh, not really a role model to look up to, but that's all he had. Yeah. So it was, it was, it's really interesting. I think this book was highly complex and, sorry, making my cat stop eating food she can't eat. Um, And this author had a really good understanding of dynamics that form self-identity. And the idea that it's never perfect, it's never, you know, bright sunshine, you know, for some people it is, you don't get to just declare something and suddenly it is, you have to work hard for it, you have to push for it, you have to find the people that will help you handle it and go from there. And even then it may not be perfect, because we gotta get to the end and it's, you know, they they tackled the fundamentalists, but it's not necessarily all sunshines and rainbows. It's just okay, now we now I have a family and from here we kind of continue. Yeah, we can survive. Yeah. Um so I I will say I was highly impressed with this author's writing and structuring of the story in terms of characters and flaws. Um and then, of course, so finally, we then have the fundamentalist church. So, Kim, what do you think of that situation? Thought I already addressed it. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, Sarah. No. Did you want to? <laughs> I like the take on it. I, I like you. I I think this writer is exceptionally talented. Um, why did it? Oh, it got real dark for thing? you. Yeah, I don't know. Damn. That was. Oh, there we go. I'm back. Um, back. Oh God! Shadows are creeping in. <laughs> Evil. Um, no, it it it. I don't remember what I was going to say. So well, I will. I will say that the fundamentalist church creating a bioweapon to change people into goopy creatures did not feel like a far stretch. <laughs> 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 really did not feel like a far stretch <laughs> i mean it's it's you know the handmaid's tale kind of situation going on 
Um, it's like you if you take The Handmaid's Tale and then change like collide it with Terry Brooks's Shannara development series where you know people altered and changed and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's a dark take to go. So yeah, that was my thought. Uh, yeah, and I, I wonder too, because there was that one scene it mentions like, um, that parents were expected to like drown their children as soon as they were born. I just have to wonder in this world, if they're still like, if they're pregnant and they're going to kill their babies anyways, are they still required to bring the baby to term? Like, do they not approve of abortion, but they do approve of genocide and, like, baby murder? I mean, I guess that's actually not that far of a step from reality <laughs> for some individuals. Okay. Maybe not a blanket statement there, but... I definitely not a blanket statement there. Um, <laughs> just, just to clarify. Um, yeah, I don't know. It... it I don't know. I, I was like, because they're really going death culty here, but at the same time, they still have a lot of the usual extreme fundal, fundamental, like Christian. Yeah. Not even Christian, but... actually, more no. like Old Testament. Yeah. Views, revelations, and all that. I was going to say something and I'm going to resist because I don't want to offend people. Um, oh, come on. No, no, no. Someone all when are we worried about offending people? What are they going to do? So, release okay. a bio weapon? <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, it, it, the way it was structured, it reminded me of um, extreme Mormonism where they have the followers adhering to this very strict religious perspective, but the sense that the leaders don't necessarily believe it and are using it for their own means ends gratification. And so that's the impression I got from it was something along that line where you see um, Warren, what's his name? Jeff. Um, yeah. And the, the child marriages and all that kind of stuff, which is what we were having here. Um Although not luckily not to an older man because that would have been ugh. so uh that's what it made me think of is is this idea. And it's a lot of cult leaders too, actually, where you learn about these cults only to discover that the leader didn't necessarily believe in what they were preaching, but they liked the power mm. it gave them. Is that not Scientology? probably just it's just a money scheme <laughs> i think i think um, it can i think it's most cults to any fundamentalist yeah. well, uh and i i'm not i'm not talking like um established religions and i'm saying this because you can be orthodox greek orthodox you can be orthodox jew i'm not talking about those i'm talking about fundamentalist um to where they're westboro baptist church there's that um there's <laughs> a lot of this christian fascism that's 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 rising up right now and and is you know we have a bunch of people trying to 
tell other people that they have to live by their religious rules. And I was like, I, I don't adhere to your religion. So why do I have to abide by your religion's views? Um, and that's, that's pretty much what's going on right now in the United States. And it's, it's, that's why this book does not feel like a far leap (laughs) exactly exactly and and like i said earlier there are people in this world who believe emphatically that until certain things happen we they i'm not gonna say we because i don't believe in this but they don't believe that you can go to heaven until these things happen that there will be an ascension and then all the good people will go to heaven and there's going to be this other life that is heaven um whatever that is supposed to be um and and so in a lot of ways they want to push that to happen i don't want to say sooner because i don't believe it's ever going to happen um but they want to try to push it to happening because they sooner in their minds. Yeah. Sooner in their minds. Um, and they believe it's going to happen. And, and so they try to push it. And this, this story just takes that just a little bit further. And, and not only do they want it to happen and they're trying to do this whole, you know, new world order and, and trying to make things happen politically or, or, um, economically, but they actually in the story did it biologically and, yeah i that was interesting um i also thought it was very cool that while when when benji actually changes and becomes seraph um everyone else saw him as beautiful and all he could see was the what he saw as grotesqueness in himself and and so i thought that was really interesting yeah everyone else was just like oh my god fascinated with you know how he ended up looking and he wasn't happy about it uh as aren't we all when we become adults (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) i just had that thought and it it just collided out of my brain i did out of i don't believe you collide out of something burst out of erupted yeah we'll go with one of those then um Sorry, there are dogs outside. Though they stopped, there were dogs outside barking, and my thoughts got. I think they just got fed. So, yeah. Um. What time are we at? Okay. Um. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Anything really stand out to you that we haven't mentioned that you think we should? I mean, I know you said you liked the body horror, Sarah. Did you want to explain what you liked about it? Or just how it was, it was really gruesome. It was don't usually get that level of like detail with this kind of stuff. Authors will shy away from it, or they'll do it really poorly, where it's like, "Have you even ever looked at a raw chicken before?" You know that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> and I just, uh, I was like, "Yeah, I can feel it." Oh God, that scene where he pulls out his tooth. Oh um, yeah, and it talks about like the blood pooling in his throat, and and I could just feel it, and I was like, "Oh man." That's grisly. So yeah. it's the only problem I had with it, and and I and I think I I eventually convinced myself it was just Benji being a bit extremist in the descriptions, but he he was talking endlessly about coughing up organs 
It's like, yeah. you, you can it's only like, cough yeah, up not. so many organs before you stop functioning. It's just facts. Yeah. Um, but I think the point was, is that the change was uncontrollable. Um, yeah. That, that he was becoming something else. And How? it didn't matter what happened to his human body because it, what's, what was happening to him was going to live no matter what happened. I am now trying to envision like, how what alterations the internal body would have to do for you to have an esophagus to then proceed to cough up actual organs it would mostly just be your intestinal lining and like stomach otherwise your organs would have to like well i know that's what i lungs or (laughs) yeah well that's the thing organs could have been merging and breaking down but again he okay coughing up chunks of like flesh and tissue which he could have seen his organs but yeah he's not gonna like cough up his whole liver in one go yeah i know i just like i I finally had to let go of the the and realize it was just a descriptor that this young person i think it was supposed to be a sense of quantity right of 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 how hefty and thick and chunky (laughs) it probably was uh but yeah i know my whole bones growing and protruding from the skin that that part i thought that was that was cool and and um i think i thought it it um and the graces how they were described yeah yeah yes horrors well yeah and i loved the fact that with the graces we're described they're described as these horrible things but every time benji talked to them they were actually rather sweet yeah well they were just people yeah, like yeah. He said that he could feel them being like angry or sad, and it's like which anyone would be would in be, this yeah. situation. Yeah, but like yeah. they were never like like any communication, but the, between the two, it was almost like interacting with like a puppy or something. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I never actually like from Benji's perspective found them to be a threat. I was just sad for him. Yeah. So yeah, well, Benji was sad for them. So yeah, it's yeah, how you were supposed to see. It's interesting when you know you have narrator narration coming from forced perspective that you would take on those emotions. <laughs> That's not how that's supposed to work. Danny, can you not get into the bathroom? Huh. All right. Any other thoughts before we get into our ratings? Nope. I don't think so. Okay. Then I believe, I don't know. What's our first one, Sarah? I actually didn't even fill out notes for this book. Uh, So it would be how exciting. Okay. So Sarah, how exciting did you find this book? I think I'd say like a a four, 4.5. Okay. Kept me going. Never really edge of my seat excitement, except maybe the final scenes were like, yeah. So like I'd say 4.5, I guess. Okay. Cool. Kim. I'm going to go 3.75. The spirit. Okay. <laughs> Solid. Oh, keeping with this, I'm going to go with a 4.5 as well. Um, I found it exciting, but I wouldn't say it was like ever like exciting. It was more like, I'm curious, exciting, not like, oh no, I must know what happens next kind of excitement, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Okay, so then, okay, then ease of reading. Kim. Mm. I'll say 
three and a half, just because the beginning was was weird. Okay, Sarah. I'd say it was a five. It got me early okay. on, and I read it pretty fast. Okay, I'm gonna go with a four point two five with this. Um, I didn't have a hard time with the beginning. Um, however, I will say some of the topics made it hard to read, and it, I couldn't. I could imagine where some people might have a lot of difficulty. Um, whether because they can relate to it or because they simply cannot relate to it. Um, I, I think there is definitely a difficulty in assessing the topic. Um, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. It makes sense to you. It makes sense. Okay. And then emotional reaction, Sarah. Um, I would say like 4.8 five seven um stopping at the seven not not you know I not another let's just number. start listing more digits no i need you to say the next number four point eight seven five seven five seven three i think oh my god oh my god no is that what you're imagining Yes, yes, every single number hit in my brain exactly <laughs> that way. I needed you to say the three. You did. Thank you. I, I was expecting three as well. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, man. That's what it, that just had to be the one. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I don't want her to be. Okay. Uh, for me, oh, what was my emotional reaction? This is the one I've been thinking about since I finished the book. And I, I don't know. Because for the most of the book, like. something out of your ass, man. <laughs> no, it. For most of the book, I was neutral. It's on my yeah, I, I I was neutral for most of the book. And then towards the end, it, for personal reasons, was difficult emotionally. Um, and I, I don't know where I would put that on the spectrum. So I, I cannot give a number. So, Kim, you're all rating. Wait, did she do an emotional reaction? did she oh she did emotional reactions i oh yeah because we got tripped up on sarah's number my brain totally got my stuck emotional on the reaction um i'll give it a four and a half okay okay and, and your overall, overall rating four okay sarah i gave it a five a five okay I give it I could again I've been thinking about this a four point seven nine. Man, I'm so glad to see people adopting the decimal system. It's just <laughs> glorious. This this is a decimal system kind of story. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to fit in boxes. Um 
yeah, 4.79 for me. It, it almost a five star, but it did make me a little uncomfortable for personal reasons that made it hard to fully enjoy it as a five star. But I think that was the intent of the author from the author's letter at the very beginning all the way throughout is this was written in anger about angry topics. And I think it was supposed to make you uncomfortable on some certain level. And if you didn't, then there's something yeah. wrong with you. Like if not the social aspects, then probably just the straight up like skin falling off and vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was trying to cover all his bases. Gonna like, it, you were supposed to be uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, then. I think that is everything, then. Any other last thoughts? No? no it's a good well, book. Read it. All righty. Why can't I? There, oh, there we go. Okay. So then on that note, our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to sorry subscribe to book pile banter on spotify amazon music itunes or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts we'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms such as instagram or tiktok you can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter you can also support us on bookshop.org our link is available via our social media you can email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you